What's up, everybody? Welcome to Howdy Radio, the next generation, episode 71. I'm Brandon. I'm Lane. And I'm Tyler. And I, when we started talking just now, I felt like we were going to go through the GCW commercial again, because that's all we've done for like the last week. That's what it felt like. Yeah, true. <laughs> so we had a commercial on GCW, and we're going to talk all about that coming up here in a little bit. Yeah, so that was cool. That was cool. I can't wait to talk about it. It was a lot of fun. So what's up? What we got going on here? Um, nothing much like right now, but a couple of new things have kind of came out. Um, like the Godzilla vs Kong trailer. Okay. Um, I know we're not always like huge Godzilla fans, but this trailer looks pretty freaking cool. Um, so yeah. Have you ever seen any of the other Godzilla movies? So when the when King of the Monsters came out in 2019 i saw that but that that's it um i still need that's why i asked you to put all those other ones on plex because i still need to watch the last one before the new one comes out so yeah that's something to bring up you just mentioned the word plex plex announced this week that they were starting up a new thing called plex arcade um what's your guys thoughts on that it's you could add uh it would automatically add a a few Atari games to your Plex that you could play anywhere that you can play Plex, basically. Um, and then you could add your own ROMs and emulators through it, through another way, and through a back-end way of doing it. What's your guys's? Is that anything that you're interested in? I mean, it, it sounds cool, but I, we've done like things similar to it before that seem like less of a process. Because, like, isn't this, like, a subscription as well? Yeah, you like gotta you have pay, to pay for, for an extension of Plex to mm-hmm. do it. And already, if you pay for the the Plex Pass, which is a yearly thing that gives you, like, new features first and stuff like that, and a couple more features that regular Plex doesn't give you, that's uh, that doesn't give you Plex Arcade. That's if you're a Plex pa- Pass customer, it's an additional 3 bucks a month. Or just regular people like me would be five bucks a month. Gotcha. So I uh, I tried it. I installed it. I you have to sign up for some other website also, and then link it and give permission for Plex to use it. And I have no idea what that website is, or what it's for, or why I had to sign up for it. So. I've heard of that website before. It says it's like the world's largest arcade. It, yeah, it's ba- it's like a hub for ROMs, basically. Can I download ROMs from there? I don't think so, but I think it detects them. And like, what? I don't know. Okay. But I've, I've attempted to use it before, but, I, but I've never had any success with it because it's kind of confusing. Yeah, I don't know but, what it is. Um, but I did that, and then I, I did everything I was supposed to do. And then the way that you have to add other stuff other than just Atari is ridiculously not user friendly whatsoever. Uh, you got to go through the back end. You got to update. Uh, you got to create and update your own XML file. All kinds of stupid stuff. Yeah, that's but all stuff that I'm familiar with and was willing to do to get some stuff going on Plex to try it out. But none of it worked for me whatsoever. Even the free Atari games that you don't have to do anything for didn't work for me. I got an error every single time I tried to play one. I have not successfully opened one single game through Plex Arcade. And that seems pretty normal. Got you having that same problem? Yeah. Yeah, according to r slash Plex 
that seems pretty normal. So I won't be renewing my, uh, I got a seven day free trial, so I won't be paying the five bucks for it as of now. Maybe if something happens later and it's cooler and works better, maybe I really like the concept of it. I like the idea of it, but then I also like that it brings extra attention to Plex from these companies that uh, Nintendo specifically who crack down on everything that has to do with their ROMs. So I feel like it brings unattention, ec- unnecessary extra attention to yeah. Plex because now Nintendo is going to be knocking man. on their door, and I don't want something to happen to my media server because I also want to play Mario Three sometimes. Yeah, especially when you can play that just not on Plex. Yeah, like you like you have the ability to do everything Plex wants you to do mm-hmm. just without using Plex. Mm-hmm. But. I like the idea of like right now if I want to play those games I gotta come I gotta come down here and sit on the computer, or I gotta get my Raspberry Pi up and running again and hook it up to a TV or something. I like this because this way you know my Plex app is everywhere I am. So I thought that would be a good selling point for it, but that's yeah. fair. Not if it doesn't work, mm-hmm. obviously. I just yeah. hijacked your Kong commercial or it Kong doesn't, doesn't talk matter. for Plex. Oh, I don't think we were gonna talk crazy. Yet too much about it yeah but um you know that if nintendo like wants to shut plex down they will like they they shut down all smash melee lands because they had to use roms to play online so if they even shut down their own lands and they'll definitely shut down plex and then nintendo uh has no problem of turning around and selling you a cartridge a game that comes with three ROMs built into it. The newest Mario collection is not like the old source files compiled into something new. No, they just use the ROMs that all of us have and downloaded illegally already. And they put those ROMs on a product and sold it to people. Yep. That's not We can't use that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I get it. Obviously, they own them. We don't. Yes, of course. But it's ridiculous that they used a ROM in that situation. Yeah, I'm just always very attracted to any time it says, like, you can now play ROMs on this way. And I'm like, I got to do it. I got to figure out. I got to make it work just because I enjoy doing it. This time it didn't work so well. Yeah. All right. Anything else that we wanted to go through here? We've got a lot of wrestling to talk about today, just so you're aware of that. It's been a wrestling kind of weekend, thanks to the GCW 24-hour fight forever event so we've got that to talk about tonight is wwe's royal rumble so we're actually going to talk about something wwe related mm-hmm. uh what else some other wrestling stuff pretty yeah. much I and mean, that's really pretty about sweet. all we've got for you today is wrestling so let's get into it all right this past weekend uh started at friday night on friday night at 8 p.m and ran for over 24 hours was gcw game changer wrestling they ran a a 24-hour stream called fight forever and we've talked about gcw we've gone to a couple gcw shows back in 2020 it was one of the only like entertaining things we went and did during 2020 it was uh we said it was one of our favorite wrestling shows we've ever been to we really enjoyed gcw a lot so this thing was announced a month or two ago or something like that yeah, during was, the New Year's show is when they announced it. Okay. 
and they build it as a fundraiser for independent wrestlers. So to be able to run a 24-hour long live stream with live matches that take place that entire time cost a lot of money, and to bring in a bunch of wrestlers cost a lot of money. So they had uh, anybody could pay for an ad spot to run a commercial, or you could pay a little bit more money and you could sponsor a match, or you could pay a little bit more money and you could sponsor a whole two-hour block, or you could pay some more money and you could have your logo on the, uh, on the ring itself. All kinds of different options to be able to raise money to be able to pull off a 24-hour wrestling event. So us, as Howdy Inc., we uh, did our very first commercial ever. Yeah. And uh, here in a minute, we'll slice in here and we'll show you the commercial. Uh, but So we paid a certain amount of money to have a one-minute commercial ran during the 24-hour long show. And it ended up being shown that I'm aware of, I think, three different times throughout the show. So what do you guys think of this whole experience though like with how it started and uh just before we filmed it and the filming of the commercial and because that's something different than we've ever really done before what's your guys's thoughts i thought it was super fun to to make the commercial and then i wasn't able to ever see it while it was happening but mm -hmm. i was able to hear it over the tv mm -hmm. and so that was super cool to just like hear an impact like commercial mm -hmm. and then following that was a howdy in commercial yeah it was cool timing mm -hmm. i think we got uh pretty lucky with the three times that i'm aware of the commercial running the first time uh me and liz were just waking up and we had literally been in bed for like 10 minutes and not even got out of bed yet and then the commercial came on we had the stream uh running on our tv all night long so so i just, was too we just happened uh to get up at the perfect time uh -huh. it was awesome uh, and that time was at 10 a.m., and that was right before Effie's Big Gay Block uh, segment of the show, which is a great spot to have our spot right before. The second time it was shown was right before the two-hour-long Iron Man match that happened. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, and then the third time was directly before the main event started, the, the main event of the nice. entire 24-hour show, the very last show the world on GCW3 started at 6 o'clock, and we were the lead-in into that. So we got some cool spots, I thought. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, I was, so, because we got like a, like, what was it called? A prime viewership, like peak a peak time. peak time. Yeah, not prime time, peak time so is the it way was they like, worded it. It was like 10 to 2 or something like that, right? It was... Uh, so you paid X amount of dollars for a peak time ad or a little bit less amount of dollars for an off-peak ad. So we paid for peak ad, and that was your commercial will run between when it started at 8 p.m. Friday night until 2 a.m., and then starting back at 10 a.m. until 8 p.m. Those were considered peak times. And then the overnight, so the 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. shift was a cheaper cost. It was a cheaper cost, and you got your ad played twice instead of once for the amount. Okay. I was under the impression that I was paying for a one-time ad. That's definitely how it was worded, but they played us three times. Mm -hmm. So I think that was just times where their shows ran short and they needed yeah. more commercials to fill up time. Or they just that didn't is what happened. Uh, so we benefited from that. Or they just didn't want the Terry Funk ad to keep playing, so they the Terry Funk ad was fantastic. I want to miss it. I really am. I'll hear it in my head forever. Yeah, I think ever, it's like three and ever, <laughs> and ever. 
It was but, awesome. Um, I stayed up until like two or three because I knew that that was peak mm-hmm. time or whatever like that, just trying to watch it. And it, it's cool seeing the watching wrestling live at later times. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And I'm just used to it all ending at like 11 or midnight. Yeah. But then I was watching it until three in the morning and it was like still live and everything. And I missed uh, a lot of the overnight stuff because I was sleeping at that time, and that's where all the death matches were. So I missed all of those crazy matches. Yeah, I saw. I watched the Schlack versus I don't know the other guy, yeah, but it was a it was a light tube death match. Yeah, and that was crazy. Yeah, aren't all GCW death matches light tube? Death but it, matches? but this was only Basically. light tubes. Like uh, the, there wasn't other stuff. Okay, it was just primarily light tubes. So it was super cool. Mm -hmm. Very, very bloody. So let's rewind a little bit back to making the commercial itself. Let's talk about the the time that we spent making the commercial. We used uh, last weekend. Our commercial had to be submitted by Sunday last weekend, one week ago from today when we're recording this. We had uh, one minute to work with, and we spent how many hours do you think we spent because we worked on it Friday night, kind of going over everything, and then Saturday afternoon, actual filming. How many hours do you think we put into it? Put into the filming or just overall? Overall everything. Or both. Either or. Both. I think um, combined, probably four or five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was about two and a half to three hours the Friday night, and then about two hours of just making the minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so crazy that it took us two hours to record one minute. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Definitely. It's weird to think that it's easier to make a short, uh, a longer commercial than it is to make a shorter commercial. Yeah, and ours clocked in at one minute and one second. There was, after we had spent all of that time filming it, there was nothing I could do uh-huh. to cut out one more second. And that kind of sucked, but luckily, I don't think they cut a short on the episode, on, on the show, so. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was, it was fun recording it. We kind of each figured out like whose line, who who had each line, so that we were all talking the whole time, and who was giving you know good information. We covered uh, we covered Howdy Radio just like this, and then the two of them covered binge watchers. What was did you enjoy putting your own show into the ad? Yeah, I thought it was super cool. Yeah, I liked having our own thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, everybody in the over a hundred thousand people watched the show fight forever at one point in time so potentially over a hundred thousand people saw the two of you talking about your movie podcast yeah that's pretty crazy to think about yeah absolutely i got uh i got a few new twitter followers out of the deal and a couple new instagram followers out of the deal not too many but that's okay yeah it was fun to do it regardless yeah true so what about the gcw show itself anything that that you guys did watch that was your favorite moments of the show Favorite matches, favorite um, moments, favorite person, anything? I think the Iron Man match was definitely a highlight. That was my favorite Because it was part. two hours long. I hate, I, it kind of sucks that I, I walked away at like the 90 minute mark. But I, I had promised a friend that I was going to play. And I didn't want to wait another 30 minutes. Yeah, it was but a one hour long. Who won that match? Um, I'm guessing Jordan Tony Oliver did. did. Oh, okay. Was that for a title or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it was an hour-long Iron Man match, and the way an hour-long Iron Man match works, if you're not familiar, uh, they wrestle for an entire hour, no matter what happens. And in that amount of time, you know, one guy can pin another guy, the other guy can submit another guy, somebody can get disqualified, so then it's like, 
you know, this guy is winning five to four or something like that. Five falls to four is the way an Ironman match works. So this one went through an entire hour, and at the end of it, it was tied three to three. And the, uh, the announcer guy was like, the match is over. It's, it's a tie. And then the guy with the belt was like, nope, we ain't ending it like that. I'm not even tired. I could wrestle for a whole nother hour. And that's exactly what they did. And it ended up so being crazy. seven to six at the end of it. And it was a two-hour-long Ironman match. It was fantastic. That's, that's, crazy. that's so crazy. Was it? So I wasn't focused the whole time. But was it mainly just rest, submission No, weeks? I mean, of course there was a good amount of that yeah. in a two-hour-long match. But no, there was a million cool things Cause that a, happened. Because a lot of the times they do that, but then it's not an interesting match. Yeah. It's just submissions and all that kind of stuff yeah. the whole match. Yeah, GCW came through, obviously. I mean, they knew what they were yeah. doing, booking a two-hour-long match, and it and wasn't going to suck. And two great wrestlers as well. Yep. That was awesome. That was, to me, that was for sure the highlight of the 24 hours that I saw. I liked the, um, I liked the For the Culture show. Mm-hmm. That was the second show. I fell asleep during that one. I didn't see a lot of that one. Um, that was all, um, I can't think of the word. I don't know. But, um, and there was some mixed gender matches, which was super cool. Gotcha. Which I don't, I didn't, again, I had, I didn't watch all 24 hours, so I don't know if there was more of that. Mm-hmm. That's the only one that I saw. And then, and then I watched the um, ultra violent 60 minutes or whatever and saw the schlock match mm-hmm. and the FE versus homicide match, which I feel like shouldn't have been on that because all they used was a fork the whole time. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. My old juggalo buddy madman pondo was on that wearing his juggalo championship wrestling jersey yeah that was cool yep and you highlight for you tyler i saw the iron man match the iron man match was cool <laughs> mm-hmm. it was a cool I, I didn't i didn't fully understand the rules of an iron man match mm-hmm. when it when it first happened gotcha. like one guy got put to sleep mm-hmm. but then i guess like he's never he's never actually put to sleep so we just got back up and we were just like going again but i figured if you put someone to sleep it would just be like oh okay you sell it as they're asleep so the, the match is over right that, that guy's knocked out that's because the wrestling is fake one fall and then the guy just gets back up and i'm like okay cool yeah that's how that works yep yeah that was awesome that was an awesome match that's a match i'll always remember for sure so what do you guys think of just as the uh the concept in general like pulling off a 24-hour-long live stream of live wrestling with 125 different wrestlers from across the country and all that different stuff. To me, like, as a wrestling fan and as an independent wrestling fan, like, that's, like, that's so cool. So... They had their problems with their audio being out of sync and some video glitches and stuff. But at the beginning... okay. But it fixed itself. And then it broke itself. and And then it broke, and then... It fixed, mm-hmm. and it was good for most of the time. There were a couple pop, there were some tiny problems for like ten minutes, and then it would fix for a while. But of course, they're not. It's not going to be flawless because mm-hmm. they're running it themselves and not running it through IWTV. So, but um, I I was actually confused to be honest with the whole twenty four hour thing because YouTube supposedly is only allowed to have an eight hour long live stream, and it just kept going. So. Okay. I was very confused by that. I didn't know that. that everybody in the ch- everybody in the chat was like going on the eight hour mark, and then it just didn't end. 
and we were all very confused. <laughs> well, obviously, so. they figured out a way to contact YouTube and say we're running the thing for 24 <laughs> hours. So yeah, so yeah, that was super cool. I mm-hmm. like the whole 24 hour thing. Yeah, I think well, GCW I, is the group to do it as well. I yeah. think they they would be the best to pull it off. Yeah, definitely. They're the only ones that could pull it off. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any other independent wrestling sure. company that's running right now that could do something like that. Mm-hmm. And they brought in other companies, like they're friends with a few different other wrestling promotions, and they ran shows at like 2 in the morning and yeah. noon or something. They had a couple ones like that. There was one uh, that I liked that GCW, I guess, got a hold of and contacted them to do this show, a little small uh, indie fad. And that indie fed, instead of, like, picking, like, you know, two guys to wrestle in the main event and a couple guys to wrestle a tag match to fill out an hour, they put their entire roster in the match and did, like, a a nine versus nine elimination tag match to where they could show off the entire roster of their company. (laughs) That's smart. And that's so cool. What a cool way to, you know, pat your entire roster on the back instead of... You know, just telling one guy is the main guy and everybody else yeah. doesn't matter as much. Yeah. They yeah. all get to be on TV. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, What's up with Blake Christian? Is he headed to... I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure he got signed to Impact, didn't is he? Is that what it is? He, I think Lane, Lane said something about him signing Impact, but that they had given him enough time to finish okay. up he, any indie storyline. So that's why okay. at the end of last night, that's why... He, okay. It was the career-ending match. If I knew that, I forgot that, or I didn't know that to begin with. I'm not sure so, what happened. I, don't think... I, was, I went into it like, cool, man. He's going to finally be the champ, and this uh, other dude's finally going to lose it because I'm tired of him having the belt. Who? Uh, the 440 guy. I hate that guy. That guy sucks. Oh, did he go against yeah, Rick Champagne? <clears throat> yeah, that was the main event of the show last night. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And it was for the belt versus... Uh, Blake Christian's GCW career. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So he lost and he said goodbye to everybody. Okay. So then, yes, he's definitely getting signed to Impact because he was in the the tournament or whatever, the exhibition tournament. So I'm guessing he's getting signed to Impact. Okay. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. That also means he lost. We're getting he's nice going crossovers and all sure the wrestling he, like, now, anyways. did get signed. It's uh, not official it's, yet. but I thought it was official enough for them to say, like, the fine print of you can finish up whatever you're doing right now to to be here i don't know yeah whatever i thought it was pretty solid yeah i was actually thinking like oh man he's gonna win yeah and uh that was not the case it means he lost twice in 24 hours yeah he lost in the first match and last last match (laughs) of the show of the 24 hours yeah all right so gcw fight forever it was a huge success it was very fun being a part of it Mm -hmm. um i hope it's something that they try to pull off annually at this point and i bet you they do because there's no way that this was not a success for them i think what right? is their wrestlemania weekend show the collective is their wrestlemania okay. weekend okay. i was gonna say this would be a good one for wrestlemania weekend. somebody on twitter was like i feel like i just watched the entire collective in one sitting which is basically <laughs> yeah. what happened exactly what it is basically yeah i loved it i thought it was awesome man i thought it was super cool what a what a fun time to be an indie wrestling fan when stuff like this is going on I love it. So so let's let's wrap this segment and then we'll talk about crappy wrestling because we're going to talk well, about WWE. Not, also. not really. There's more wrestling. All right. Well, okay. that was our GCW segment and then our second little segment okay. coming up here because I got to go get a charger to plug in this iPad. <laughs> um, and then we'll talk about AEW and WWE. And I think New Japan. And New Japan. Yeah, we got some New Japan. All right. It's just a big, long wrestling episode is what we've got for you this week. Yeah. 
All right, tonight is the WWE Royal Rumble. I'm not excited at all. What I don't think I don't think any of us are. Tyler, I mean, I want to watch it. Okay. I think we're all in the boat that it's like we have to watch it because it's the Rumble. Okay. But it's still like, eh, okay. something will happen. Like Edge is, back, will, Edge is yeah. uh, the second entrant in the Rumble. I don't care. I bet you, like, Fit Finley or somebody will come out and make a funny joke and then get eliminated by Batista or something like that for no reason. Yeah, I don't I don't care at all. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I woke up thinking I probably wasn't even going to watch it, but then everybody else wants to watch it, so we'll watch it. I don't know. There's... I'm not excited about it, and I'm, I'm not even like, oh, man, I have to watch it because I've watched all the other ones, and I have, but I think I'm at a point now where I just, I'm, I don't care enough. Yeah, you're right. I think I'd rather watch it and be content with that was meh than not watch it and be disappointed that we, like, missed something that we would yeah. usually annually it, watch. It's the same thing with Mania. I know it's not as big as Mania. Yeah. No, I mean, but it is. It's, our, our I mean, Rumble, this is bigger than Mania because I watch care it every about the Rumble year. way more than I care about anything that happens with WrestleMania. Even if the product is bad, we've watched all of our lives. So I don't like think the product will be at that bad, though. The Rumble all, all is thing, never bad. The, all the, things considered. Like, I think the last year has been pretty solid for wrestling, all things considered. But and not st- WWE. Well, but people disagree, though. Things have changed in WWE since we stopped watching. Not in the and good way. <laughs> well, you don't watch the show, so like I don't. I know. I, don't, I know more than you think. I know. No, I mean, I'm I'm good with you trying to be positive about yeah, it. Yeah, I get and, it. And maybe yeah. it will be, but I. The Rumble match itself has I just don't care. The Rumble match itself has always been the highlight of WWE for the year, because there's not. Besides whoever wins the match, you can't really have, like, a disappointing rumble. Okay. Besides last year when Brock Lesnar was in it for, like, half hour and just eliminated yeah, There's everybody. definitely been disappointing rumbles. I, I can't get on but then after there. But then after that, it was an entertaining rumble. Yeah. After that little well, bit There's ended, been other years that have been, like, pretty meh. So we don't have a scorecard filled out this year. Yeah. I have no idea who's in it. I don't know who is going to win it. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing Goldberg's going to win it because I know he's back. That sounds so, so I don't, cool. I don't think so, though, because I think him and him and Roman Reigns are already... Yeah, or him and Drew, him and Drew McIntyre already have a match, though. Do they have a match? I don't or think is it? he'll have to win anything to get the shot. I'm guessing he'll still just win and to secure his main event. Well, Mania. I think Edge might win the win the Rumble, though. No way. Randy Orton. <laughs> no, but Randy Orton's doing his whole Randy thing with the Fiend and everything. It makes no sense for him to be doing any of that stuff. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense in... I don't know. I think it's so easy to be so critical about it, but I think wrestling has been really solid in the last year across like all there promotions. There are some good. St- I think the Randy so Orton stuff is cool. dumpster one promotion. All, I don't think yeah. all promotions includes WWE. I mean, that's. Yeah. But I it can though, you can include, like you can choose include to NXT, exclude. Yeah. You can't include Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. They're garbage television. I think the SmackDown's ratings have like gone through the roof because it Fox. has it has <laughs> the Fiend storyline yeah, with. Randy Orton setting people on fire and all that stuff has no. looked super cool. That's because it's on Fox. That's so, the only reason why they have so many I don't viewers. understand why the, the channel has anything to do with... Fox with more viewers. That's just... So how about works. WWE Network in the United States is going away so that we can watch all of our yeah. wrestling content on Peacock? Yeah, that's so exciting. More Comcast. <laughs> 
I just I'm I'm way over streaming services at this point. I don't yep. I don't want to hear about any new ones. I don't want to hear about any shows or programs that I like that are currently on one and moving to another. I don't I don't want to hear about it anymore. So I don't understand how they're even able to do this. They're able With to Fox. do this because yeah, I don't know, but all I Fox know is, is that it's, it's a billion dollar deal. And it's, I think it's basically the same thing's happening with this situation that's happening with, like, some musicians at this point that are selling off their catalogs because they know they're getting old, they know they're going to die soon, so they might as well be handed a lot of money right now so that they can distribute it to their family the way that they see fit as opposed to the courts doing it after somebody dies. Neil Young, Bob Dylan, they've sold their catalogs for millions of dollars. Um and this deal is worth a billion dollars to Vince McMahon for NBC to own the rights to the WWE catalog in the United States. Only in the United States. Everywhere else Vince still McMahon. gets the the WWE Network app because Peacock is not available anywhere else in the world. Vince McMahon will never die. He's uh, it'll, he will it'll always be on WWE. Um, so now NBC owns the rights. They literally own the rights. So if NBC at one point, I don't understand that. if NBC at one point is <laughs> like, you know what, this is uh, not profitable enough to our little Peacock app as we thought it was, they can sell the rights to the WWE catalog to somebody else. That's how this works. Yep. And then it, and then the, and then it's going to go to the new Netflix that comes out in yep. a year. And then it's going to go to and something else that comes out in another year. And by that point, they're going to be like, oh, well, we don't need this past catalog. All we need is their live wrestling shows. Nobody else watches this other crap. So then all that stuff goes away. It's bound to be what happens eventually. Yep. It's really annoying. I hate streaming services. Yep. I hate them. I hate all of them. Except for Netflix. Netflix is the only one that I really don't have a huge I, I like Hulu but I don't like that though partnered with Disney Netflix but hasn't really done me wrong they've got rid of a lot of shows that they've I've raised liked their over price the years, that's the only thing but at least they I don't know raising don't their price Netflix. is the only thing that Netflix like hasn't done great so now I need a new hard drive and I need to build my own WWE network on Plex yep. so then that's just done and over with yep cool now to good wrestling what about Tyler? Does Tyler oh, yeah. care about Peacock and WWE Network? And I mean, we're probably going to get Peacock eventually, though, right? No. Or are we just going to watch The Office on Plex? Yes, The Office 1080p is on Plex, and it is perfect. I mean, I just... I will my not. only counter-argument to that is, is you hated the network because of how it was functioned. So someone else can just give point. you a new UI, and you can watch the same stuff you wanted to watch... Yeah, but now it's crossed the line to where it's it's moving from one platform to another. But and you don't pay for the network, so if someone else of stuff. your friends owns Peacock, you piggyback off of Peacock, and then you watch a good UI wrestling service. You would think the same thing about the Simpsons and the Disney app, but I won't use that either, so... Yeah, I, I I think Peacock is the biggest cash grab of 2020. I'll never use Peacock. I won't use Disney+. Plus. I'm, I'm checked out of these services by now yeah. at this point. If there's a new show like the new Saved by the Bell reboot that comes up on Peacock that I want to check out, it's on my Plex. I, I, yeah. won't, I won't download another. It's literally, I, I can't keep giving in to yeah. all of this crap. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's annoying. Oh, well. So, and other wrestling news, uh, John Moxley showed up in New Japan. That's cool. Uh, Kenny Omega tweeted out something in Japanese that alluded to 
he's ready to start doing some stuff again with Japan. It's pretty exciting that we're getting a lot of inter-promotional wrestling going on right now. They're already doing stuff with Impact, and that's been great so far. They've started calling them the Bullet Club on AWTV. Are we going to get a new Bullet Club versus old Bullet Club? What's about to happen? It's all very, very exciting. There's lots of cool stuff. Like, is ROH going to be put in the mix at some point since Impact is and New Japan? Who Who does ROH right now? define who does ROH right now like what channel are they on or no who like owns them who's like the top person <clears throat> ROH like uh, I really don't know I don't I don't I, keep up I with haven't ROH. seen anything on ROH I know Marty Skrull was their top guy there for a while but I don't think he's been there for a little bit I don't even know no. I guess they well, are that's what I mean because it wasn't like didn't wasn't Joey Ryan like super super high up on that list mm-hmm. and then for probably name. for the same reason that Marty's no longer on the list to Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just wondering who runs it, because that might interfere with who partners maybe, with them. Maybe Flip, Like Because if their entire company is, like, a huge red flag, I don't see, like, a mainstream company being like, we're doing all these interpromotional things, we'd mm-hmm. like you to be on that list. I don't yeah. think they'll have a partnership with ROH, but I think they'll take ROH people. I think, oh, no, I mean, I the, think the Flip and Mighty will come over all at All-in pay-per-view was a joint venture with ROH, so these, yeah, ROH these basically people... Ran that. These people have a good relationship with ROH or did until they started up their own company. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. But it's definitely cool that it's a possibility. And I like the way that they're doing it now as opposed to you no longer work for them, you work for me. It's I'm working with yeah. your people. Let's work together and mm-hmm. I'll be on your show, you be on my show. Mm-hmm. It's just like an eye scratch. You're back, you scratch mine. Yeah. It's, it's a great thing for wrestling fans. At least it is for me, I think. I, I yeah. think it's way better than the just stealing talent of, like, mm-hmm. you you no longer get to work with the people you work with now yeah. to work with our people. You can just do both. Yeah, because I think a wrestling company needs to realize, like, they can't have an infinite roster. So, like, can we make a good story with the Good Brothers, you know, right now? Yeah, but can we a year from now? Maybe not. So let's just use them for right now and work with their company instead of buying out their contract, pulling them over to our company, using them for three months, and then burying them because there's nothing else for them to do, and then make those two human beings miserable for the next three years yeah. of their life. Especially because great way an infinite it. roster can exist, but there's only so much TV time. Yeah, they only have three you, hours you worth of TV every week, including Dark. You can't, like, you can't show everyone. Right. They and, already and I, have too many people that they can't show everyone. Yeah. There's lots of people that are assigned that I'm like, where are they at? Yeah. They're, they're already experiencing that. Which sucks, but I think the people that they are using, they're using well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have very few complaints, but... And I think there's yeah. enough, like, interchanging of, all right, that storyline was cool, now bring this guy back, yeah. and then, that, okay, that storyline was cool. Mm-hmm. And I think once they have their, their second show... I think it'll be be a little bit easier. Yeah, definitely. Because I think they're just barely overstaffed right now in terms of talent not being on TV. So I can only imagine adding another two-hour show that they would... I think they're only adding really another one-hour show. Oh, okay. I think that's what they've said. I thought it was another two-hour show, most likely on Thursdays. I think all I've heard is a one-hour show. Because they've said we've wanna, we want to add a third hour to television. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, cool. I mean, even then, just an hour of that plus dark. I mean, they've, yeah, they've got plenty of time to show people. 
all week at that point. You can't utilize Dark more. Dark is... You're I, the one that's not utilizing. Yeah, it's just, just a bunch of Jabba matches. What are you talking about? It's 14 Jabba matches. You can't be irritated matches. when Jabba you're, matches happen, and then only, this person, like Abaddon, shows up on Dynamite, and you're like, oh, well, who the heck is this person? Yeah. I don't care about them when they right. go on a crazy winning streak on Dark. And then lost You're Gita. the one that haven't, haven't, you have not watched the show, so you They give you the backstory. You just choose not to consume it. It's quality, because... We don't turn it on every week, but when I do and I sit there, I mean, it doesn't need to be my main focus of what's going on, but it's a quality show every week, mm-hmm. and there's good commentary, and there's good uh, I love promos. the banter between Excalibur there's, and Taz the whole time. Yeah, That's hilarious. It's a very quality show, so your opinion on that is just wrong. That's all there is to it. All righty then. Damn. Yeah. yeah, that's how that works. When you talk crap about something that you don't know nothing about, sometimes you get called out on it. Okay, well... John Moxley showed up in New Japan is going to fight Kenta. Mm-hmm. New Japan strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so can I get clarification on that? Is that in America? Yes. That is the that is the U.S. program. Okay, because someone mentioned something that apparently John's contract had him so that if he was doing something with New Japan, it had to be in Japan. But there's apparently been like a deal worked out that changes that now. Gotcha. I think that changed with the pandemic most likely. Either that or they're just working Japan, with New Japan like, now, and now they can just yeah. change their there's own guidelines because they're working together. something going yeah. on with New Japan. Now he's just going to Texas. But someone was, like, super shocked because they were under the impression he's not going to be going to Japan anytime soon with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So why would he show up on New Japan? But apparently things have been changed. And he's still U.S. champ. So <laughs> he's been U.S. champ for a year and a half now, which is crazy. Yep. It's been one year uh, since we went to... Cleveland to see yeah. AEW Dynamite, and the next day we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We talked all about that on an episode of Howdy Radio, I'm pretty sure. Uh, that's crazy. That's been a year. And that was our last big, cool road trip before everything changed, and there are no cool road trips There was anymore. nothing after that? We went to two GCW shows in Indianapolis Yeah. after that. Um, True, because I was like... I missed everything. Like that was yeah, the, that, the that change was of like, pace yeah. with uh, wrestling. Like mm-hmm. July and August. Yup. There wasn't anything in between those two at all. I mean, if that was late January, you have about a month before things mm-hmm. just get shut down, so you, you yeah. wouldn't have much time to, to do anything else. That's crazy. Yup. Did you go to any, any concerts? No, you didn't go to any concerts last year, did you? Yeah, I went to two concerts. I had the Iron Maidens and mm-hmm. Green Jello. And Iron Green Jello. Was awesome was uh yeah that one was in january and then green jello was uh i think towards the end of february mm-hmm. it was like right at the end of everything all right what else do we have any other wrestling stuff to talk about or is that pretty much um, for us for lane today? wanted to bring up aw moving to sunday oh yeah for this pay-per-view only yeah seems that way scheduling conflicts with a boxing fight and a ufc fight so they moved to uh, Sunday, March 8th, or 6th. I don't know which one it is, but just not a Saturday, which kind of sucks for it us. But I, but at least we know that it's because of scheduling conflicts and mm-hmm. they're not switching to Sundays. Yeah, but so. that doesn't mean that they're not going to run into scheduling conflicts down the road, too, because there's always boxing fights and UFC yeah, fights. Yeah, stuff's opening gonna, back up now. 
if they're going to start changing their thing every time, then it might end up being put on Sundays eventually. That's why wrestling got well, they might put just on have Sundays to, like, eventually to, anyway. Like, the following Saturday, though. It could have been they just had this scheduled for Saturday, and then UFC showed up, had it on a Saturday. Yeah, I don't know so exactly they got how that all played out. But, yeah, I, well, it's I two Saturdays. It's a, boxing, it's a boxing fight on a Saturday, and then the next Saturday is a UFC fight. So those two Saturdays were completely taken up. Yeah. So I feel like I think yeah, they I would, would just, have rather unpushed it back another week to have it on a next Saturday. Yeah. Personally, I yeah I like the Saturday pay per view way more than the Sunday pay per view. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I understand. Like it doesn't affect us too much. It's not like we can't watch it, yeah. but it does suck. Like it's just better on Saturday nights. Because then the next morning we all have to wake up. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like that. So. Yeah, it's better on Saturday nights. So I hope they can stick to that in the future. Revolution seems awesome, though. I mean, they only have what do we got? one match confirmed, I'm pretty sure, at this point. but Which is what? Sting and Darby in the street fight against uh, Brian, Brian Cage, Cage and Ricky uh, Starks. Yeah. Do you think Sting will be able to wrestle, or is he too old, or how do you think that's going to go? Because WWE doctors said, you can never wrestle again, but we all know that wrestling doctors are all just full of crap. Especially so. WWE wrestling doctors. Yeah. So like, every yeah. wrestling doctor. I know, but there's been like 20, there's been like 45 people that were like, I would never wrestle again, and then they come back two years later. Mm-hmm. So, so, example, it'll be, Edge. It'll be interesting to see how Sting can do, because he's pretty old at this point. Apparently he went. He underwent under. How you would say underwent? He had a surgery, and has since said that like he feels like way younger than he was before it and everything. So he seems like up for it. Cool. Because definitely knowing AEW, like I don't think if Sting said I can't wrestle, they would be like, no, 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 no. no. You you came back. Yeah. You have to do a, ra- a match. Yeah, I mean this whole thing was planned when they gave him the job in the first place they knew what he was capable of doing or not capable of doing and willing to do and not willing to do so and if it's a street fight i have nothing against any cinematic matches that AEW has done at all i don't think it'll be a cinematic match you guys are well, all, i don't like, think it's a cinematic on that's of course what's no going i don't, I don't think it's a cinematic but like the same that like the parking lot brawl was just it started like in a different area it will be pre-recorded for sure i don't think yeah. it necessarily no, has to be though i don't think anybody knows that I don't think that's a for sure situation. I don't know. Just because the guy is old doesn't mean for sure they're going to pre-record a match. Well, I feel There's like there's been it, a whole lot of old guys that have wrestled wrestling matches that did not. But get I think they made it a streak fight, so then they could make it some sort of pre-taped match. Or it's a street fight to like completely go on the other end, of the other end of the spectrum, and be like, Sting can't wrestle. Oh, Sting can wrestle like real good. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to just um, yeah, I hope I hope he has yeah, ma- yeah. Maybe the assumptions are are a little much. I don't know. I'm excited for whatever match it is though, whether that's yeah, a cinematic cool match or it's like the parking lot brawl where it's still live but it's just not in the ring. Or mm-hmm. if it's an in ring match, I mean, I really don't care. And I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Anything else that we wanted to touch on on this impromptu, completely wrestling episode? Anything you want to mention at the end that isn't wrestling? Is that? We never, oh, right. we never inserted our commercial into it, like I said we were going to. You could have, yes. You could have. Yeah. No, you did. I said we're going to, but then I never did. And then you cut it right there. That easy. All right. Boom. I'll right. put it where I said okay, I was. But, um, but in terms of like what's happening right now in wrestling, though, this whole Don Callis thing, I'm yeah. telling you, he is puppeteering Kenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I don't know if everyone is, but Mama for sure is under the impression that 
Kenny is like so past heel that he's making Don do his dirty work. I completely disagree. I think Don is doing things in the dark and Kenny doesn't know about it, so he comes all across as more aggressive than he mm-hmm. wants to be. I think I understand I that, but I also want Kenny to be a heel. I don't want him to be the face that's getting controlled. He is a heel. Yeah, I know, but what but with what Tyler is saying, it's like Kenny is like a heel, but he's he's not doing anything bad. Don Callis is doing all the things bad. He's just getting controlled. Yeah. I, I want Kenny to be the heel. Like I want him to be the bad guy and not just be the guy that's under control or whatever. So, but I think it's a good. I understand good where you're coming from, but there is content well. out there that has what you're asking for, and the I current storyline is how it also ties itself into Impact. It does both. It it kills two birds with one stone. It involves Impact while having heel Kenny, and I think it. It's crazy how it does its job. Don Callis is in all of this, all of this, all of this, like mm-hmm. all of this modern day wrestling that we're watching now. A lot of it has to do with him. He was the one that was responsible to going to New Japan and telling them that they wanted to di- to do Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, and that was kind of. That was kind I of didn't know that he was a part of that. He was the reason that that happened. Dang, okay. Chris Jericho and I mean, Don Callis basically Chris created Jericho and Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Chris Jericho and Don Callis had a conversation about doing something in Japan, and Don Callis is the one that made all of that happen. That's crazy. Um, so he is at the root of all of this. So it's cool to see that he's oh, yeah. on it now. And yeah. I mean, we could have seen him on Impact this whole time, but Impact ain't as good. So. Yeah. Uh, not at all as good. Yeah, I want to. I want to keep watching it though, because I've heard nothing bad about the North, which is a tag team that they have. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to. I just want to know more about them specifically, so that when they show up on AEW, like I understand yeah. who that person is. Yeah, is, is that it's the same reason why? Same reason I like um, watching like GCW and stuff, because we're like, you know, this dude's gonna be on dark one yeah. of these days yeah. or this dude's going to be on NXT some of them have one of been. these days some of them have been yeah. and, and sometimes those like they, they said multiple times during the GCW show, like one of these times these guys are going to show up on Wednesday night so mm-hmm. like Tuesday nights or something like that yeah. there was a so. cool one that was during Alley Cat's show on GCW talk going back to that uh, it was an all female show and uh, one of the girls we had saw wrestle at uh, Rockstar in Dayton once before. Her name was Lady Frost. I think it was our very first Rockstar show. She was a part of that. And then I was looking in the comments on YouTube while it was live, and somebody commented and said, oh, I saw her, Lady Frost, uh, on an episode of AEW Dark one day. She was a jobber on Dark, and I didn't know that. Okay. And so that's that's fun. Like Tyler said, it's cool to know the people before they get to where My name doesn't going. ring any bells for Rockstar, though, for me. Yeah. Do you know if that was her name in Rockstar? I think so. Maybe if I saw her face. Because, like, know. especially for, like, reveals like Brian Cage. She was, uh... She's the girl that just won every... Like, she would just randomly pin people? No, she was the girl... I think she was only at the very first one. And uh, at the very first show we went to, there was a big battle royal or a mosh pit match or whatever that started the show. And she did a big flip off the top rope and landed on everybody. That's what I remember. That is so unspecific. It was a part of my Instagram story, even. So if you want to go back through my Instagram story, I'm pretty sure that was her. Alrighty then. Mm -hmm. But still to the point of knowing people before they get on the TV that you watch. Like, Brian Cage specifically is, like, that way for me. Mm -hmm. Of you guys both knew who Brian Cage was. So when he showed showed up, you were like, oh, crap, it's Brian Cage. I was like, I know that name. That face is familiar. 
They don't know him. He just ripped that ladder in half, so that was cool, but I don't know anything about you. Mm-hmm. But, like, the other reveals, like, I knew who Brody Lee was before he was Brody Lee, and I mm-hmm. know who Miro was before he was Miro, so, like, I understand those a little bit better. Yeah. So now with the crossover between Impact, like, I want to know who Moose is before Moose appears mm-hmm. on yeah. AEW Wrestling. Yeah, good call. Yeah, you should definitely know who Moose is, because yeah. Moose is, he'll be a big one, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, like, me and Lane were in the building when Orange Cassidy made his AEW debut, and, like, that was awesome. I mean, the crowd popped there, and it was because people were familiar with him, Uh you know, before he came over. Beyond and that kind of stuff. Yep. Because, like, it's cool to, like, feel the goosebumps of a pop, but it's even cooler to be the pop. Like, it's so, like, satisfying to understand what's happening. And whether or not you're in a big arena or on your couch, you know Yeah. Yeah. Like when Sting showed up. Yeah, I mean, like, no chills went down my spine instantly. Yeah. yeah. Wrestling's fun. Mm-hmm. So off topic of wrestling, before we kind of wrap this up here, um, me and Tyler's show, The Binge Watchers, mm-hmm. um, our new episode will be out later this week talking about Superbad, the cool. 2007 Seth Rogen film. Gotcha. So that's exciting. It's a shorter episode because it's only one film. but It's all right. It's cool. That's a good movie. I like that movie. I purchased the Blu-ray of that movie, so... You know it's good then. Yeah, must be. I mean, we're definitely not watching it on Plex. Yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> um, all right, what else? Go to howdyinc.com. Go check out our commercial on uh, on our YouTube page. Search Howdy Inc. GCW commercial, and you'll find it. Yep. And it's there, and it's awesome. Anything else? I don't think so. All right, I think that's all we got for this week. That's episode 71. We'll see you next time. See ya.